Yo, what's going on? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. And because it is Tuesday, we are going to play a game. It's a trivia Tuesday. The name of today's game is Guess the Strava Guess. I, I called it Guess the Strava Prediction because that's more accurate. And I feel like that gives you guys a better idea of what I'm trying to do here. But for the sake of naming things in a more fun way, I'm going to call it Guess the Strava Guess where uh well i'll explain the game in a minute but first i would do want to say hi to everyone listening on the podcast in the audio only version it is snowing like crazy here in crystal lake it's not a terrible storm just a lot of snow coming down and if you're listening to this and you're running in some snow hopefully you're being safe out there and i wish for you a nice and uh dry feet kind of run and for everyone watching this later but not live and i've been hearing from a lot of you guys like in comments and stuff on instagram and on youtube Thanks for uh, tuning in. Hopefully uh, you've got that driveway already shoveled. If that's something that falls in your uh, realm of responsibilities. It did for me. I had to shovel the driveway this morning, but we had some weird weather where uh, it was like the snow was real wet when it started out. So it was slippery and slushy. And every time I shoveled it, it just felt like I was shoveling a bunch of water around. So that was kind of weird, but I'm glad I shoveled it at least once now. I'll probably have to go shovel it again. Because um, I'm glad I got the wet stuff out of the way because I felt like that would have iced over real bad. All right. Um, oh, Leona's here. She says, Happy New Year's, co-fam. My first live stream in 2024. I'm bummed regarding the fractured ankle from CIM, but hopefully I can run again next month. Oh, Leona, you finished that race on a fractured ankle? That is wild. Wild. Ooh. Glad you're here, though. Good to see you. Uh, mustache Runner says, snow day, three-mile run done. The snow is heavy. It is a heavy snow out there. And Daniel Burton says, shoveling is a core workout. Uh, you know what? Uh, my wife has been telling me. She goes, by the way, you, we are of the age where I should be reminding you that uh, heavy snow can be a heart attack risk, so take it easy out there. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I'm just saying. We're not getting any younger. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we also have a package to open today too as well. So I'm pretty excited about it. You know what? Now that I think, no, it's not under embargo. I remember when I talked to this brand at TRE, and I'll tell you about it later. When I talked to this brand at TRE, they said nothing that they're going to send me is under embargo. So we're going to be good. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. I just got to move that out of the way. It just takes us so much space here, you know? Um, all right. Mm. Melvin Yuming has a question. It says, yo, what's going on, Co? Thought experiment. If you could do it all over again, would you go with the VF3s or the AlphaFly 3s for grandma? Signed up for June. I've neither yet, but willing to pull the trigger. Thanks. You know, I haven't tried the AlphaFly 3s. So, um... I'm not planning to anytime soon. Um, I'll get them eventually. I'll wait till I can buy them myself. And so, um, but yeah, I'm not going to get them anytime soon. So I don't know. The people that like AlphaFly seem to like them. Um, the Vaporfly 3, I'm not a huge fan of the Vaporfly 3. I, I would take the Metaspeed Sky Plus over the Vaporfly 3. I would take Adios Pro 3 over Vaporfly 3. I would take Endorphin Elite over Vaporfly 3. There's a, 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 for a different kind of firmness to the Vaporfly 3 that I don't I don't love. Uh, I'm not saying it's not a great shoe. 
we live in a time that there's a lot of great shoes, but there's others that I would pick first, you know. All right, uh, Governing Wadala are giving us the latest in the Houston weather. He says the start time temp is going to be 50 degrees. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I could work. I could work with 50 degrees. That's going to be a good one. I've been thinking a lot about my pacing strategy for it, and uh, well, and that's related to the game that we're going to play today. But um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about my pacing strategy for it. Uh, you know what? Let's get the game started up, because then we could talk about it. Um, man, I, I took a little bit, I should have got this a little bit more queued up ahead of time, because sometimes it takes a while to kind of get all this stuff sorted. Um, all right, guess the Strava guess is on here. Um, but let's talk about the game. So the game for today uh, is guess the Strava guess. And, uh-oh, hmm, there was a problem with my file. Uh-oh, let's see, hold on, let me try this one more time. I hope that we're not going to have a, a problem with the game. Day. Okay, here's the game. All right. So the reason why I came up with this game, and here's the game. I'm going to show you Strava predictions. So if you look at anyone's profile, if you look at your own profile on Strava, you can list like your own actual PRs. And if it, even if you want to, you can also link externally out to the place on the web where your race results are being permanently stored. Well, I guess permanently stored, but like stored outside of Strava. Based on your running though, and also on your PRs, but all the running that you do in Strava, Strava will also estimate what race paces you can hit for a 400 meter race, a 1K, a one mile, all the way up to 50K. It'll make all those predictions. And it does it based on your own data. So I was looking at that data today and just to see what it thought my prediction would be for the half marathon. And it put me in like 126 high or something like that. I don't remember. That's not the point of the story. The main point of the story is, I mean, that's how I got here. But one of the things that I noticed was when I looked at my 400, because I haven't raced a 400 meters since about 1997. Okay. So it's been a very long time. Almost, that's like 27 years since I've raced a 400. I don't remember my time. I want to say it may have been like a 68. This is as fast as I ever ran. Oh, 68 or 64 are th those two numbers that are jumping out at me. Either way, you know, not blowing anybody's doors off, you know. Um, but my Strava prediction, and I wish I just would have taken a screenshot before I did something about it. My Strava prediction was 33 seconds, right? Um, yeah, okay. Best estimated efforts, Frank says. Yes, best estimated efforts. Not a prediction. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so let, with our best estimated prediction by Strava, Strava predicted that I could run a 33 um, second 400 meters. And so what I had to do was I had to go through and fix it all. Let's see. So what I would do is you can click on it you can click on the numbers that are in there. Let me go back. So like here, here's how I fixed it now. I've kind of fixed all the GPS errors, which Frank is pointing out in the comments. Uh, he says, it's usually plagued by whatever GPS errors you've had. And I've had a lot, because I used to do a lot of run commuting um, in downtown Chicago. I'd run on the Riverwalk. So you're below grade in an urban canyon, and I was using my phone a lot. I was using early GPS watches, not early, but like 2017, 2016 GPS watches and stuff. 
And so I had a lot of really bad data. I, I fixed it now, and now it estimates my best estimated 400 meters at a minute eight. My half marathon estimates at 125, which is, I think, a little bit generous. But, so what I did was, you can click on any of those numbers, and when I clicked on it, um, it's like, it shows you which activity it's basing that estimated effort prediction on. And, uh, and so it would be like this one where I've already, like the day I, you know, posted the run from, and this one's from 2017, I was running through New York, crazy GPS, but I had crazy views. It was nice. Um, and it would do things like this, where there'd be portions of it where I was getting like 214 per minute, per mile, 214 per mile pace, you know? So basically that I'm running 30 miles an hour, you know, which I can't do even for like a 20 meter sprint kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, so there, there was things like that. So I went through and I, I tried to fix it and that's how I got back to the original number of, uh, or not the original, but the more reasonable number of a minute and eight seconds. So today what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a person that I think you guys know, some of my friends, um, and uh, we're gonna guess what does Strava estimate their best 400 meter effort is, okay? Does that, does that sound fun? Hopefully it's fun. I, I feel like maybe I've over-explained it. <laughs> See how says, dang, I never knew you so fast. And Calvin says, LOL, 30 miles per hour, let's get code to Paris, ASAP. Yeah. It was wild. And it took like eight or nine corrections to be able to get my 400 meter best effort to be normal. I had to do it also for my 15, for my 5K. My 5K was saying that I could run like a 15 minute 5K. And I was like, that's not true you know so let's see let's see let's go through the athletes and uh we'll see what you guys think first athlete ben johnson uh very fast runner um i paced ben to his longest ever run at grandma's we were talking about grandma's a minute um so what do you think strava estimates ben johnson's 400 meter time so you gotta keep in mind that like he is a fast marathoner. There was a possibility that there's some Strava errors in there. He lives in Minnesota. I don't know that he runs in areas where that are super difficult. But what do you think Strava estimates his best 400 meters? 400 meters. C-Tan says 100 meters? No. Um, and Tony's back. Tony says, made it back in time for a game. Nice. Good to see you, Tony. Hope you had fun at Disney World. Um, all right. Calvin says 62 seconds. Eric says 59 seconds. Steve Zabrowski says 46, and Daniel Burton says 108. And the correct answer is 104, 104. So that, that was the estimated, and I don't remember if I dug into that one or not, but I felt like 64 is probably a reasonable estimate for Ben Johnson's fastest. Uh, maybe he can run faster than that, but I didn't feel like that was something that struck me as being crazy, you know, so... There's that. There's number one. You guys did a good job. I don't think anyone got 50. Let me see. Did anyone get 64 exactly? Mm, no. Without going over, I think the closest was... I remember, there's no points. There's no prizes. <laughs> Not this time, anyway. Uh, Bill. Bill had a minute and two seconds. There you go. There you go. Good job. Good guess, Bill. All right. Here's another one. 
Uh, wait, Calvin says, I got it via prices right, rules right. Uh, Calvin, what was yours? Calvin guessed. I didn't see your. Oh, 60. Oh, Calvin, you, Calvin has 62. That was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, first one and without going over. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see the next one. C-Town fans is slower than I thought. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, at my at my age, you know, not that I'm like that old. I just can't imagine even sprinting a 400 meters. Although, like, I I thought about it because like um, the Masters Indoor Championships is is coming up soon. I think it's at the end of February, end of March, something like that. I thought, oh, maybe I'll hop in there and just see where I'm at. I don't know how to train for a 400 meter race anymore or anything like that. I haven't raced to 400 meters in so long, but I don't know. All right. Um, yeah, Calvin says 62 and 68 is a big difference over 400 meters. That's true. That's true. But I'm just, I was saying that, like, I thought I remembered, um, running that fast as like a 17 year old kid. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine that 17, even 17 year old me would be the same speed as Ben Johnson. You know, seems, seems weird, but I don't know. I'm, I'm probably remembering it wrong. All right, next athlete, Megan Murray, also very fast runner. What do you think Strava estimates her 400 meter time as being? Because uh, remember, she—I mean, she runs in Baltimore a lot of the time. Uh, I don't think that there's a ton of GPS problems, and but she has probably been running with good GPS watches for a long time too. So, where do you think Strava puts? Um, Hmm, Megan Murray. Bill thinks 105, Dennis is 62, Calvin says 67. Where are the crazy answers? Let's see, what are some of the crazy answers? Everyone's guessing, everyone's guessing over a minute. Hmm, Juliana coming in with 115. Oh, she can def definitely do faster than 115. Um, 101 from Matt, 72 from videos. Her answer, I think Stevie 76 was closest, but he might, I think Stevie 76 is closest because hers is all messed up. Hers was 45 seconds, um, which I'm pretty sure Megan is fast, but I don't know that she can run a 45 second um, 400 meters. I dug into this one and it came from the Charles Street 12 miler that she ran in 2021. I'm not trying to call anybody out here, by the way. You know, I'm sure she's just never even bothered to look at it. But if you look at some of the data, there's a point of it where um, Strava has her at running 315 per mile. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> See, that man says, dang, that'd be a world record. <laughs> Eric says, LOL, 45. Hilarious. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Stephen C says 45 seconds is quick. And Bill says 45 would be a world record, right? I think it's right around that area. I actually don't know either the men's or the women's world record for the 400. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin says the world record for women is 43 and change. Whew. Yeah. Stephen 76 says marathon investigations. B <laughs> better get called up. Um, yeah. <laughs> And Steve Singer wants to know if I've ever run this, the Charles Street 12 miler. I have not. I've never run a 12 mile race before. 
I've run a 15K and I've run the Cherry Blossom 10 miler. Those would be the closest to like beyond 10K and below half marathon, you know. Um, Bill I says that Google says that the woman's world record is 47. Oh, okay, so the men's must be 43. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. All right, let's get to the next one. Number three, Tommy Runs. Tommy Runs here, also a very fast runner. Um, I don't know anyone's PR. I don't remember anyone's PRs. So that's why I'm just saying they're very fast runners. I think everyone that I picked here is much faster than I am. So uh, if that gives you any help uh, in, turn, in guessing, what do you think uh, Strava estimates their best 400 meter to be? Okay, we got some guesses in here. Um, all right, Bill is coming in at one minute even. I think that's a solid guess for a lot of people that are of these guys' paces. Kevin says 58. Luis, what's going on? Luis says 57. JC says 65. Daniel Burton says 55. And Eric says 64 seconds. All right, that's a good sampling. Tommy's estimated 400 meter time by Strava is exactly 60 seconds. So who had it? Uh, I think of the people I talked about. Calvin had it first at 58. Steve also had 58. C Town Fan also had 58. Cosmic Pineapple Michael was the closest, though, but he was over by a second. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder who made up the Price is Right rule where it's like you got to, like, did someone just not like subtracting? Was that what it was? You know? They're like, I can't do, some, like, maybe, like, um, what if Bob Barker couldn't do subtraction very well in his head so he just had to go by whoever was closest without going over that was the only way he could do it while he was on stage i don't know i made that up but maybe what if that were the case <laughs> uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> says tommy's got the leg power from golf could be could be mm. all right mm. <laughs> Eric quoting Happy Gilmore. The price is wrong. Uh, all right, let's get to the next athlete for today. Is this the fourth one? I think this is the fourth one. Oh, by the way, speaking of prices, right? Did you guys see? Do you guys follow LA Triathlete? Um, let's let's go back to. This. Do you guys follow LA Triathlete? She has really funny Instagram, uh, and she's a very good triathlete. Um, all her stuff is, you know, there's a lot of running, swimming, cycling content and stuff like that. She's based out of LA, but she was on the Price is Right. I didn't, I don't normally watch the Price is Right, but she made content about the fact that she was on the Price is Right. And I've, being on the Price is Right has been like a dream of mine since I was a kid. Like anytime I stayed home from, because I'm old enough that when you stayed home from school, you didn't just watch YouTube all day. There was no such thing. You just watched whatever TV there was. And so you would watch the price if you were sick and stayed home from school you watched the price is right and so like i i always felt like i mean combine that with the fact that i've always loved going to the grocery store like i just i like the lights the, like the harsh lighting the colors the environment like i just like the grocery store i don't know why i just like looking around i, I grew up in new jersey it's a mall rat thing maybe i don't know but being on the price is right has been like a dream of mine that's so cool i don't know i don't know if anyone else caught that Eric says, get in line. That was everyone's dream. Also be on Gilligan's Island for, you know, no reasons. <laughs> uh, and Shannon says, uh, I, I love sick dates for the price, right? It was so good, right? 
I, w- I just wanted to be on it. And I felt like I felt like I was good at it too. Because you have to remember, these are not the prices that you've seen. These are prices, right prices. So if the soap is over or under $3.95, you can't be like, well, I remember seeing soap for $2 the other day. You can't go by that. You got to go by, well, what else have I seen that's $3.95 on the prices? You know what I mean? I had a whole separate list of prices in my mind. You know? <laughs> Video says, I want to spin the hell out of that. I do too. I do too. But I feel like now I'm, I'm of the age where I'll just give it a healthy spin maybe, you know? <laughs> But yeah, that, that, I mean, that, what, what a fun, what a fun thing. All right, let's get back to the game. Sorry. I just had to talk about that because I just thought that was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, all right, Andy, FOD runner, very fast runner as well. I, I don't, I don't know his, I feel like a lot of these runners that I've talked to you guys about have PRs in the same range. Um, but let's see. What do you what do you think Strava thinks Andy could do for a four hundred meter, based on whatever data Andy has fed to Strava? Let's see. Uh, at uh, run time, he thinks that Ed Bud would be a sixty eight. Luis says uh, forty five seconds. Steve Zabrowski letting us know there's a great document called Perfect Bid of that guy who figured out the prices exactly. Oh my goodness. Mm. Eric says, yeah, that was always my favorite. Watching people use their full body weight and jack the wheel around. That was good. When you got, it was so satisfying to see the, it just spun. That was a good sound. That was a good sound. And then, oh, I would get so mad when someone would like give it a little tap and it wouldn't go around and then you have to watch them spin again. I felt like they were trying to game the system. You know, I felt like this person's trying to cheat. Anyway. All right, back to back to Andy. Uh, Leona thinks sixty-eight. Eric thinks fifty-nine. Remember, this is not what you guys think that they can run a four hundred. It's what you guys think Strava thinks that they can run a four hundred. Matthew Rhodes is one hundred two. Bill says one hundred three. Eliza one hundred two. So a lot of you guys are in the fifty-eight to one hundred two range, which is which is pretty fast. That's a fast four hundred. I mean, that's four-minute mile pace. Let's see what Strava says that Andy could do. Strava says Andy could run a 45-second 400 meters. So there you go. Uh, Steve had exactly on the nose. <laughs> He's figured out the perfect bid. And uh, here's what happened. If you click into it, uh, Andy on the run said, easy run, stupid GPS messed up at the end. And the activity has been flagged, which is... Brings me up to like something that's super annoying at Strava about this, right? So a lot of the activities that I had, I had personally already made private because I knew at the time that they were GPS error-based readings. And so I didn't want to show up in KOM segments. I didn't want to, you know, mess up or want people to think that I was intentionally trying to cheat any sort of Strava segment. Um, But even if you make an activity private, that still counts towards your Strava best estimate estimate. I don't know why. So the only thing that I was able to do to remove them is either to delete the activity entirely or Strava has a crop function where you can kind of take off some of the front or the end. And so if I knew some of the, or if I could see that some of the wonky data was at the beginning or the end, I could delete it. 
but sometimes it was in the middle, in which case I had to just delete the whole activity. So I, you know, the whole point about Strava is all your runs are there. And if I have to delete activities to make the data look better, it's annoying. But that, that was my Strava rant, you know. <sighs> Calvin says, Strava is messing up my best expert segments, and yet they have the audacity to talk my runs. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and Peter Scott says, you know, the best estimate section would be better if it only took the last 12 months rather than all time, which I agree, because this, this activity of Andy's is from July of 2017. Almost, it's like six and a half years ago. You know what I mean? And so, like, a lot can happen fitness-wise. I mean, frankly, I do think that Andy's probably faster now than he was. Yeah, I'm sure, faster now than six and a half years ago. But a lot can happen another way, too. You know? Mm. Vanessa Martinez says, FYI, if you're running for political office, you can't be on the prices right. You have a better chance if you're military and Memorial Day is coming up or if you're a teacher or a student. Ah, interesting. I'm none of those things. Is it because then you can't get gifts? Is that what it is for if you're running for a political office? That's weird. Interesting. Um, all right, Duke BB says, "Hey everybody, Dead Scott just started a live video on Instagram. He does a lot of live videos on Instagram. I don't, th I don't think I've ever really checked in on any of them, but I get the notification all the time." Um, mustache runner says, wonder if I could take a personal day for the price is right. That's something that I do want to do is try to attend a live studio taping. You know what I mean? But then I've also heard that like a lot of times game show contestants are usually like actors. You know what I mean? Not that they're pretending to play, but like just a lot of times it's like, uh, they fill the audience with people who are actors and then they really get to play. But like, it's not really like, you know, it's not like getting tickets to say like Colbert, you know, I don't know. Dan says go for it because you try to get on. I, I, okay. Next time I go to LA, I'm going to see if there's time to try to attend a live taping. I don't, I don't know how that works, but you know, we'll see. Hmm. All right. Okay. Let's get, uh, yeah. Calvin says, yeah, most contestants live nearby and just hang out in the hopes of getting chosen. Yeah. Mm. And Cosmic Pineapple Medical says, what if you become a professional game show contestant? That'd be amazing. And Bill says, you know, don't they take multiple shows at a time? You're going to be there a while. Yeah, I know, but it'd be, it'd be, an, it'd, I feel like it'd be a fun adventure. I might have to spend a whole day, you know, I don't know. I'm sure if I, I guess I, I should look into it more, but like, cause I don't want to be there for 14 hours. Um, but yeah, they do. Cause I feel like there are some people that sit in the audience and they're hoping to get chosen and you might see them across a couple of episodes, or at least that's from the last time I remember watching it a bunch. That's what I've noticed. All right. Uh, do we have any more athletes or is that it? Oh yeah. We got one more. We got one more. Uh, all right. Oh yeah, and th that one that Andy flagged as being he Andy himself knew it was messed up. It said it, he had him at one minute twenty five seconds per mile. <laughs> so I was like, what's that like forty five miles an hour? I don't know. Uh, 
And Go Running with Ira says, you know what, Ali on the Run, especially if you'd like to host a game show with professional runners as guests, I still wouldn't be able to get on the show. <laughs> I just want to be on a game show. Hmm. I used to remember, I remember watching a lot of $60,000 Pyramid. Is that what it was? That show? Um, hmm. Yeah, all, all the shows that they like rebooted a couple of years ago, it was like right before, was it during the pandemic or right before the pandemic where they rebooted all the old game shows and instead of having real contestants they had like celebrities but i remember watching them when i was really young but like watching them like the first time around i don't know all right last uh athlete is matt here today sometimes matt, a lot of times matt's here but let's take a look at matt legrand now i don't i didn't i, I don't i don't know uh i don't know if you guys knew this but and i didn't know this i knew matt is an accomplished runner. He's a coach too. Um, but based on his, uh, and we'll see it in just a second, but Matt has some really fast PRs. It's amazing. Uh, but Matt Legrand, hmm. What do you think Strava estimates his best 400 meters? Uh, Rob DiGiorno says 62. Bill I says 107. C. Temp Fence is 61. Steve says 71. Eric says 70, Eliza says 57, and Leo's going down to 55. Edgar the Hobjoggers, that's the lowest one I've seen so far, 49 seconds. Strava guessed, 45 seconds. But I mean, for a second, you're like, well, wait, can he? Because I didn't, I didn't know this. Matt has a 1501 PR, 3115 10K, and a uh, 233 marathon time. That's super fast. Um, but even then, a 45-second 400 is, uh, you know, difficult to kind of comprehend. Did anyone have – you know what's interesting? There's been a lot of 45-second guesses by Strava. And I just think maybe it's if it uh, sees weird data, it's just like, I don't know, 45? Um, but, yeah. So, the activity has been flagged because it's clearly weird, uh, but Strava will still use it for its best estimates. Um, but let me see if I have it. Yeah, at the end, the GPS got all wonky and it had Matt doing uh, 237 per mile pace. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, <laughs> Tony says Strava has mine at 45 seconds too. <laughs> Mark says maybe 45 is the lowest it'll go. No, it's not the lowest it'll go because mine was like 33 seconds. Mine was ridiculous. Does anyone have a worse one? Because I, because I used to, I used to do two things, which is why um, it really messed up mine so much. One is I used to routinely run along the Riverwalk in, in Chicago when I was run commuting home, and that was just super hard for like, you know, 2017, 2018 single band GPS to be able to pick it up correctly. So I was pinging all over the place, and a lot of times I was also just using a phone. So I think back then the way that if you use Strava on your phone. Uh, it would also try to triangulate itself using Wi-Fi signals or something like that. It did something weird where like you, you would just be all over the street uh, if you used your phone in an urban area. It's better now, but like it used to be super, super crazy. Um, uh, and the other thing was if you use an Apple Watch in Strava, if you pause your activity, right? Let's say you run for a little bit you pause because maybe there's congestion, let's say, in the run commuting example, and I've crossed a street, and I hit resume. 
for some reason, it will assume that I cross the street like uh, and take that distance. Uh, and instead of like not counting the distance in between the star the pause areas, you know, it'll just assume that I cross that in like an instantaneous amount of time. And so it does something super weird with Apple Watch. I think to this day too, because I remember I was at one of my nephew's uh, graduations or something like that, and I crossed a busy street running in like a suburban Iowa, like a strip mall area. And it just made it, made it look like I ran a four minute mile for like, you know, a hundred meters or something like that. So it was super weird. Um, so those are the things that made mine go down as low as 33. Matt, Matt Byers also got 45 seconds, which is not, not even close. <laughs> Um, all right. And Mark Peterson says, this makes me think of the office when everyone tried running fast past the speed sign. And Michael claimed like 37 when a car went past while he was running. <laughs> Tyler Hicks says, Sages is like 20 seconds. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Shannon says, hers is 25 seconds too. Um, Louis says, I have one at 46 seconds, but that the GPS was super off. Amazing. Amazing. I think Calvin, I think has it right though. Um, Strava gives up and says, F it 45 seconds, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so fun. Uh, very, very fun. Nice. Mm. Videos also has 33 seconds, 400 meters on Strava. Nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that game. I came up with it literally uh, like an hour ago. So, you know, I got a bit more thought into some of these games, but we're working on it. You, you, you develop a rhythm for these things. I'm trying to do more games. All right. Eliza says box, box, box. And that's exactly what I was thinking. So, uh, wait, before we get into that, Kenneth is in here saying... <laughs> I just spent the last 30 minutes fixing Strava. I had 22 seconds for the 400. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so much fun. All right. Let's get to the box here. This is a box from Brooks. Um, kind of a weird shape and it's, it feels like it's heavy. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's gotta be shoes, right? Let's see what's in here. Maybe it's a special unboxing box. I don't know. Oh, it's two pairs of shoes that are in here. That's what's going on. That's what's up. Ooh, okay. All right, guys. Let's go with the first one. Is Brooks Ghost 16 sample. I think the last ghost that I ran in was the Brooks Ghost... I want to say 10? It was a GTX version. This one has the new uh, DNA Loft in it. I think they, they've upgraded to DNA Loft version three uh, for across the entire line now. It says DNA Loft, nitrogen injected. This one, I like the look of it. It's kind of like Chicago Bears colors. I'm not a huge fo pro football fan anymore, but like around here, these colors will go really nice. Uh, the color description is blue opal black and nasturtium oh my goodness um and i don't know if i can show this to you oh, we'll show it to you 
nasturtium. That that's their word, not mine. But um, it is a ghost. Ghosts don't change that much. But the fact that they have changed the foam that's in here, uh, I think, is a big deal. I think is a big deal. I've been really enjoying the Ghost Max. I brought that shoe with me to New York uh, for all my walking around, being a tourist with my family, and for my easy running while I was up there. I've been really enjoying that shoe. Um, that I believe has a taller stack and I think a slightly tweaked formulation of DNA Loft 2. I believe this is DNA Loft 3. Anyone know for sure? Mm. All right. No. See, Paint Runner says nasturtium is like a fl it's a flower. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, and Calvin says, go 16. Same great flavor as the 12, 13, 14, 15. It's a different foam, so I'm going to try to be open-minded about it. I believe it's still a 12-millimeter drop shoe. So that makes me a little bit nervous, but, you know. All right. Matt Byer wants to know if it's breathable. Very, very breathable. This is nice. I mean, I feel like the upper material on the Brooks Ghost has always been really nice. This is a good one. It feels like there's a little bit less extra padding back here. Is that me? anyone can anyone uh, i feel like prior years has just been like crazy crazy but this just seems like still a lot for a daily trainer but you know i can work with it very rigid in the heel cup it's like a big rubber piece or something on the back here but very dense back here um what is very different in addition to the fact that i do think they've updated the foam in here i gotta check my notes to be doubly doubly sure um but the last time I ran in the ghost, there was, you know, that was Biomogo DNA, but um, they had two different kinds of foam, a firmer foam in the heel and then a different foam up in the forefoot. Now I think it's just the same foam all the way through. Um, yeah, and that uh, a lot of rubber on the outsole. So, all right. I'm really, I want to like this one. I want to like it. Mm. All right. <laughs> you guys want me to eat the shoe? Is the shoe edible? Hmm. Frank wants to know what it tastes like. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Wait. Constant Final America says, Brooks is hosting a jet suit demo at the Houston Marathon. They are not. Are they for real? Someone from an agency reached out to me about doing stuff with Brooks before the marathon i didn't follow up with them on that one i didn't know what they were trying to do but if it was a jet suit now i kind of want in i know they wouldn't let me in it but nor would i want to go in it but i kind of want to see that all right next shoe we've got hyperion elite four sample i'm very excited about this shoe um uh, oh this is a beautiful color too I love this design. Look at this. Hyperion Elite 4, updated foam. Uh, the color description is illusion blue, coral, and orange. You, you guys don't even got to ask if this is breathable. You could see through this thing. It's very breathable. I really like the feel of this upper. Um, there is a nice amount of padding back here. Um, I mean, this whole kind of setup where it's like, there's this like kind of felty kind of stuff here, floppy heel 
bumper pads. It just feels very retro in a good way. Um, I mean, and the Hyperion series, the uppers have always fit well. So that hasn't ever been a problem. I'm not concerned about that. And then this new plate design, Speed Vault. Hmm. Interesting. I'm thinking that we're going to be getting a lot more, um, a lot, I, I'm, I don't know. It feels like then there's less rigidity to it. Maybe it's a little bit more flexible of a plate, but we'll have to see. We'll have to get it on there, get it on foot, do some running in it. I'm very excited for it. Love this design. I love this is their part of, I believe this is part of their Olympic color pack. Uh, and a lot of their shoes will be, a lot of their fast shoes will be coming out in this, like their spikes as well. So super excited about this one. Super breathable. I mean, this is more, this is more breathable than a lot of buffs that I wear, you know, which you would expect. Cause look, I mean, look at the holes on that. Nice. Just nice. And the material feels, I don't, you know, I don't really love squishing the Charmin as far as trying to interpret anything or predict anything in terms of how the shoe's going to feel, but, um, it still feels a lot like, uh, the other Hyperion Elite. So. We'll have to, I can't wait to put this on. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, I don't know that I'll do a lot of testing before Houston. I do have a, a light workout that I'd like to do Thursday before I head out. So maybe I'll take this one out. I do have some other packages coming in later in this week. I'm not sure which one I'll test first, but I'm leaning towards that Hyperion Elite. Mm, all right. <laughs> More of this is, how about throwing it on the floor to see if it bounces? <laughs> That is a fun test. I feel like that that one actually I find to be somewhat valuable. Uh, not that your foot does that, but I just think it's fun. And I like to see it bounce, you know? Mm. Carlos Cabrales says, the colorway on the Elite Four is probably my favorite of all time. I want it based on the looks alone. It looks fantastic. I think it's a, like they nailed it with the design. I'm just hoping that the... Uh, shoe can live up to it. I did not review the Hyperion Elite 3. Um, I did review the Hyperion Elite 2. I liked it. I just felt like the foam wasn't quite right. And I know that they've updated it since then. So excited to try the new one. Um, <laughs> Shane wants us, me to tell you how the Hyperion Elite 2 made. The Hyperion Elite 2, I liked, but I just felt underwhelmed by it a little bit. Um, didn't feel super, you know. The Hyperion Elite One, that's the shoe that I'll never forget. And and that frankly is the reason why I was like, oh, Brooks wants to do a marathon trials event. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to be part of that because of the last time. <sighs> Calvin says it's still EVA though. Not expecting it to jump to the top, but it might be a great half and long run workout shoe. Is it? I have to check my notes on that. I mean, it looked good on CJ, but so did the last one. But they told me that CJ does not need to cut out his the tongue on this shoe like he did for the last one. And from the looks of it, what I saw at the finish line, the tongue was intact on this shoe, on CJ's shoes. So, you know. Mark said, we used to do that all the time at the store I used to work out. You bounced it. You like bounce it off the floor to see if you could catch it again. I feel like I would 
really appreciate that if I could do that. You know what that reminds me of though? We're, we just talked about this the other day, right? Uh, back when Nalgene's were like the, you know, like, you know how everyone's all up about the Stanley Cup thing right now. Um, but like it used to be, and before that it was like, you know, double wall, like clean canteen or other water bottles like that. And then, or Yetis, like this Yeti, you know, things like that. And then b- b- way, way, way before that, it was the um, Nalgene's. I remember like Sports Authority, you guys remember Sports Authority? Used to have an entire wall, like, you know, with the, those giant big box stores, entire walls of Nalgene's. And the way that they would sell them is like, you cannot break these things. You know, you pick, they would pick one up and they would bash it on the ground and they would catch it again. And they'd be like, look, it's still intact. That's how they sell it. Did you sell shoes that way, Mark? I'm like, look, this is so good. Check out this ghost. Catch it and be like, I think you should buy this shoe. <laughs> I feel like if you, if you could do that, I feel like I'd, I'd be like, yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, yeah Calvin says like alright let me go check with some TRE interviews if I can find them mention it yeah I mean uh, I, I spent a lot of time at the Brooks booth and I thought they had mentioned it was a different nitro foam but uh, Mark Peterson says I wish I was able to throw it on the floor and catch it <laughs> and he says it was real, mostly reserved for when customers weren't around i mean don't you think that you could sell a lot of shoes if you could do that look at this shoe it just bounces and jumps right off the ground it'll make you fly by it you know I just, <laughs> i wonder if i could do that i don't know all right, Carlos Cabrera says, hey, hey, general running question. Uh, how would you describe an aggressive shoe? Is it just geometry? It's not always. Uh, for me, aggressive shoes um, can be, a lot of it is geometry in terms of how, like, not just heel drop, but like, you know, does this shoe kind of like want you to be a little bit more on your toes? Uh, sometimes it could be stiffness, uh, rigidity of the shoe, whether that's through carbon or some other element or just through the use of the foams themselves. Um, and another bit, one of it can be like, does it get really narrow under the arch of the shoe? And is it narrow in the heel? That tends to feel a little bit more aggressive because then you kind of have to be on your toes a little bit more. So there's a couple of different ways that shoes can feel aggressive. And I know I use that adjective a lot um, for shoes, but basically I use it as a way to kind of like uh, counter the idea of like some shoes are really chill, you know, easy pace, do a little bit of run walk if you want very comfortable for walking around there's that kind of shoe and there's shoes that are aggressive that don't really like running at easy paces they might feel awkward they might not feel built for that they might be too firm for that firmnesses can be another one for it too like some shoes don't feel good at easy paces they only feel good when you're running faster because you're putting more into the foam and you're kind of like race suspension it might be really jarring if you're just driving to the grocery store in a race car put it along a track when you're putting in g-forces that suspension feels really nice so like that's kind of how i think about a couple different ways to think about aggressive uh all right Mm. all right okay martha says all right the nitrogen dna flash it's just dna flash 2 just found it for the apparently okay all right you guys are my fact checkers i appreciate that you know 
Luna says I should add that test to the reviews. Uh, who did I see just trying to do that recently? Uh, I think I, th I think I've seen a couple of different outlets messing around with shoes and seeing if they could do it. Like I'm pretty sure I saw Runner's World try it. I want to say did Run Testers try to do that too with a couple of shoes? I don't know. My mixtape Tony says, you know, there's a trick we used to do in drumline where if you hit the ground with your stick at the perfect angle, it'll bounce right back up to you. LOL. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We got to figure that out. I don't know. Adam says, and uh, you know, instead of a bounce, flex the Tony heel together and then let go. Oh, just yeah. I don't. I, you know, that drives me crazy when people are like, look how flexible this shoe, and then they fold it over. I'm like don't why are you doing that to the shoe you're gonna break not gonna break the shoe but it's not the shoe doesn't like that see a lot of people do that and i'm just like oh you're being so rough with it why maybe i'm being dramatic i don't know uh i remember i used to get a lot of emails for the victory insoles brand do you guys remember that they used to have the commercial where like the guy would be it would be like on a football field he have a track spike he put the victory insole in it and he'd lay down on it with all his weight and then he'd get out of the way and then the thing would shoot up like higher than the field goal at least like the the low bar of the field goal post do you remember that i, don't know. I always thought those were funny <laughs> and brian he says ginger runner does that all the time it makes you cringe yeah whenever he likes the shoe he's just like look at this and i'm just like why are you doing that i don't know uh. <laughs> All right, Kalamong, more information on the Hyper Elite 4. He says, uh, Roadrunner Sports has a, a shipping February 7th. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. And Martha says that Seth uh, Demore also bends the shoes. Yeah, he does, a lot, he does a lot of the squeezing. He squeezes the Charmin. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's, an, it's an interesting data point. But I'm also just like, Mm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Seth records himself running. I record. That's one of the big reasons I record myself running, so I don't have to use that as a uh, as a proxy for what a shoe feels like underfoot. I can show you what it feels like underfoot. You know, I don't know. Mm. Mm. Adam says, "Flex it just as much as it'll go. Don't break it." Yeah, okay. I don't know. Shannon says that Seth has been sawing, has he been doing that a lot, sawing the shoes apart? I mean, I've cut apart a couple of shoes before. I don't like doing it, basically, because I feel bad about it. Even if it's a shoe that I'm, like, quote-unquote, done with, I don't want to cut it open. It feels weird. It's valuable to it, though. Um, who do I, I forget his name. Is he, like, the shoe doctor, the foot doctor? He shoe reviews basketball shoes. But he reviews some running shoes too. Like he cut open a Super Blast. He's cut open Vaporflies and stuff. Um, he's cut open a bunch of like Lululemon shoes too. And he'll cut them open and take a look inside. The thumbnail is always like he cuts the shoe open in half along the long way. And then he'll stand in it. So you see his foot like inside the shoe. That's the thumbnail like every time. I do watch that. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. It's just not for me. Mainly because I don't, for a long time, I didn't have the tools for it. And now I guess I could have a garage full of tools for that kind of thing. I just don't want to. <sighs> yeah, Calvin says, foot doctor, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm. 
Yeah. And Louis says, but cutting the shoes bring more views, Co. Does it? I think, I mean, it probably does. It probably does. I don't know. I can't imagine, like, I don't like asking for shoes anyway, but to be like, and also, can you send me another pair so I can cut it open? Can you send me another pre-production unit so I can cut it? Just so I can destroy it? I just, it's, it's useful, but... What I wish that they uh, that more brands would do would be to sell, at least send images of the pieces. I know that's probably not easy to do because um, you'd have to ask like the factory to do that, and they probably have to do it in a way where it's not like they could just pull stuff off the production line. They probably have to still do stuff to it to make it look presentable, you know. But I wish I could see more exploded images of stuff. Um, I think that would be helpful to me. Mm. All right. Stevie Sam six says my daughter just dissected a frog. Do they still ha do that? Do the kids still do that in schools? That's interesting. Hmm. And Calvin said, you know, it was cool that Puma showed their TPE midsole puck prior to the supercritical process. It was a lot of fun to play around with those. Um, so in my Puma fast R2 video, which I did get, confirmation i know you guys confirmed it for me too but i did get confirmation from puma that it's okay to talk about that shoe um although in in the uk they're not allowed to but here in the us we are uh, which is something i've confirmed with edbutt but uh at that media event todd Fokker brought um the pucks the raw material that go to make um the parts of and the ones that he brought were parts of the forever nitro and so, cause this one, where'd it go? Oh, here. Cause this one actually has two pieces to the out, the midsole. There is the outer part and then the inner part that's like a blue color. Mine's kind of faded, but it started out as a bluish color. I thought it did anyway. Now I'm doubting myself, but anyway, so there's like a two pieces to it. Um, but he brought like the raw material pucks. And so uh, for a shoe this, and even then he said that like, even then once it comes out of the mold, there's still some shaping that happens to it. But like the pucks that I showed you in the Fast R2 video were pucks for shoes that were bigger than this. So like the pucks were like this size, size of like uh, kind of like a mini candy bar, maybe a bigger mini candy, maybe a small granola bar, you know? Um, and then they would end up bigger than a size nine i think he brought like a size 10 or 12 or something like that for for these so it was really cool to see like i just thought that it was kind of like a glob of it but it's actually like a miniature version like a kind of like a reversed uh shrinky dink you know it was really it was kind of interesting <laughs> Margaret, todd falker f-a-l-k-e-r <laughs> Uh, all right, Aaron Bro Bodo Drew says, is there a couple of you shake out this weekend? Just tuned in uh, and we'll end with this one today. Yes, there will be. I'm thinking, what do you guys want to do? I haven't, it's going to be really informal. I'm just going to pick a time. I'm going to pick a place where we can all run together for like 30 minutes. Um, 10 o'clock, sound good? Saturday, 10? Does that work for you guys? Let me know. Otherwise, because I got to go after this, I'm going to take a shower. And then I'm going to uh, start looking. Farah sent me some notes on a place that she thinks will be cool 
that she thinks that all Houston people will be like, oh yeah, that's a great spot. So we'll do like 10. Anybody? Mm. Uh, Calvin says, next year they should bring a sheet of the aliphatic TPU. I think it's TPU. Um, for people to lay on. That would be awesome. Just jump on it. How many people can jump on it before it started getting deformed? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Is it like Meet the Fokker? No, I think there's an L in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Calvin says, if I had to pick a midsole form for a mattress, which would I choose? I, I'm, I might go with uh, DNA Flash. I like a very firm bed. Every once in a while, like when I get very tired, like usually like in the middle at the end of a marathon training block when I'm very tired, I might spend a couple of nights just sleeping on the floor just because like uh, everything feels too too squishy for me bed wise. So I'm like the opposite with shoes than I am with um, with a bed. Shoes, I'm just like, make it squishy. Bed, I'm like, make it firm. So that's kind of where I'd be at. Um, all right. Oh, Matter said you would call it Dream Strike. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Um, all right. No one, no one has any opinions on time. So I'm going to say, like, well, Oliver says, you know what? The Browns versus Houston Texans are at 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. So we'll just got to make sure everyone has time to get home or to wherever they want to go, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, okay. So we'll do, I think, is 10 going to be? Oliver, are you going to be there? Um, uh, we'll do like um, 10. I'll give you the time. It'll be about half an hour. And then I think it'll be a place where we can just kind of hang out too for a little bit. You know, it's not some place that's going to chase us off. So we'll do it. All right, cool. Um, I'll post more details. I'll have them for you tomorrow. There's not going to be an RSVP. So like, you know, if you don't, if you don't see it right away, don't worry, you know? So, all right, guys, that was fun. Thanks for playing the game today. Um, no video tomorrow, but we'll do another live stream. Same time as today, 1 p.m. Central time. Hopefully I see you then. In the meantime, especially with all that snow and weather, be safe out there, buddy. Thanks.